The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 15th chapter. And Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and begged him, saying, Send her away, for she is crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, It is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. This is the gospel of the Lord. It's no secret here to a room full of Christians that there's a lot that is difficult about living a Christian life, a lot that is difficult about walking after Jesus in the Christian faith. The first and obvious difficulty is one, of course, that is the subject of many books, many devotions, certainly many sermons, and that is the difficulty of resisting the temptation to sin. The devil, the world, and our flesh try and get us to do those things which are contrary to God's will according to his commandments. And I also try and keep us from doing the good that he would have us do. It is a difficult thing, yes, even for Christians, especially for Christians, to resist temptation. It's also difficult in being a Christian to have a strong faith. The devil just doesn't want us to sin, but he also wants to tempt us to unbelief. And so what does he do? He assaults our faith. The things that make us trust in Jesus, those are what he goes after. He attacks the word. He attacks our own life so that we doubt God's goodness and care for us in Jesus Christ. It is difficult. To be a Christian is no bed of roses, no boulevard of shade trees and green lights, if only it were. And I think another difficulty about this Christian walk that all of us are on is about persisting in hope. Persisting in hope in God, his goodness, his ability to help. And you have that difficulty on display for us so very well in today's gospel lesson. Jesus, it says, went to Tyre and Sidon. And as opposed to some of us, maybe the younger ones of us, those are just two more cities in the Bible. Who knows quite where they are? Well, let me tell you, those are pagan areas near Galilee, areas that were full of Canaanites, people that if Israel was actually doing what God wanted them to do in the Old Testament, none of those inhabitants would have been left. They were indeed a very wicked people, and God commanded Israel when it went into Cana to take care of them, as it were. That's the obligatory reminder, okay? You have this woman here. It says a Canaanite woman. If her, or rather Israel's ancestors had done what the Lord wanted, she herself would never have been born. That is an absolute fact. But of course, Israel didn't do what they were supposed to for various reasons, and the Canaanites, and some of them at least, still continued to exist, had families, had children and grandchildren, and finally had this woman in today's gospel lesson that comes to Jesus. She does exist, but what's more, she has heard about this fellow, Jesus of Nazareth, who's going around and doing all this wonderful stuff. 
giving nice talks, speeches here and there, but a little bit better than that, he's healing people. They've got a problem walking, they can walk again. If they can't see, they can see again. If they've got a demon, that demon is gone after these encounters with Jesus. And so she, this Canaanite woman, this non-descendant of Abraham, hears what Jesus is doing, and what's more, she believes. She believes in him, his power, who he is, where he came from, and what he is doing. And so naturally, she does what you or I, I think, would have done in that situation. She's got a daughter who's oppressed by a demon, possessed by a demon. And so she goes to this Jesus who she's heard so much about, and lucky her, he came to Tyre and Sidon, and she makes her supplication. Lord, my daughter severely oppressed by a demon. Please help her. What does Matthew tell us happened? She is completely ignored by the Lord Jesus Christ. The Son of God, with the will and power to help, as she had heard and believed, is right there. She makes a request like so many other people had. He doesn't even respond to her. She persists. She says more. But she's put off a second time. Jesus, in a way, rebuking her, calling out her Canaanite heritage, saying it's not right for me to take the bread from the children and give it to the Canaanites. If only he said that. Give it to the dogs, is what he calls her. But what does she do? She persists again, and she argues with the Lord, in effect. Fine. You can see the point. It's right. You don't give the bread from the children to the dogs, but the dogs get to eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table, do they not? Now, I, whenever I read these things in the Bible, these interactions, it's, sometimes you think, well, how would I have fallen into this? Where would I have been in all of this if I was the person in question? You know, some days I wonder if I would have even had the, the guts to go up to Jesus and say, hey, can you help me out? Because I'm thinking, he knows what's in my mind and heart, and I don't want to interact with somebody personally who knows all of that. But let's just say for the sake of argument that I made it as far as asking for help. I would have given up after he ignored me. I would have turned bright red. I would have turned away and walked back to whatever hole I crawled out of, hoping that Jesus would help me out. That's what I probably would have done, but that is not what she did. It's not even close to what she did. In the face of the reasons not to petition Jesus or to continue to petition him, she persists in petitioning him. And in the end for her, it paid off. For her daughter, her persistence paid off. I think that for Christians to be persistent in prayer and hope in the wake of a no from God is a very difficult thing indeed. Have you ever prayed for something? in your private, personal prayers, just you and the Lord, you made a supplication for an actual need, not a want, let's just call it a, a true need. Like you could say, this is, this is a good thing to pray for, and no one's going to dispute this. Have you ever done that? Something for you or for someone close to you? And the apparent answer from God was no. It was silence, as it were, at best. 
I think it's hard for Christians to keep praying after that. It's an honest thing. I'd have a hard time, and I have had a hard time in my own life when that has been the case. It's difficult to come to God again an hour later, a day later, a week later, or a month later. Difficult to ask him for the same thing that he seemed to say no to. Difficult to ask him for anything else. It's not that I don't know or you don't know. We don't know that sometimes God does say no. Of course we know that. You can learn that from the Bible without ever having lived it as an experience. God saying no to prayer happens. It's a thing. It's just that it's hard to experience it. Hard to hear, as it were, that no from God in our own lives. Even though we know doctrinally, dogmatically, however you want to say it, we know that God is our loving Father. He is good, benevolent, kind. He wants us to pray. He answered prayers. Okay, we know that, but there still is just something tremendously demoralizing and demotivating about that no, whenever it comes from the Lord. Now, maybe that Canaanite woman felt a little demoralized in the moment, like a little small part of her spirit (laughs) died when Jesus Christ ignored her request, okay? Maybe. But didn't stop her from going forward, did it? Whether it was the love of her daughter, a natural love, or maybe just this dogged, to use a phrase, belief in the goodness of Jesus Christ, the one she was talking to. Maybe it was some combination of both. But whatever the case was, in the face of that ignoring, in the face of that no, she kept going. And I would say if anybody has ever had a valid reason to stop talking to Jesus, to stop praying, as it were, Stop asking the good Lord for help. If anybody in this existence has ever had a good reason, it was this Canaanite woman. She's got a pretty good reason that none of us would really, I think, fault her for, or none of her friends would have at least. She's got her ancestry, being a Canaanite. She's got her previous very brief track record of him not seeming to care about her needs. She could have stopped. But what would she have gained by giving up? What would she have gained by refraining from pursuing the Lord Jesus and his power and his mercy to help her? Consolation that she didn't have to suffer through a rejection again? (laughs) That's about it. No, she had absolutely nothing to gain. So finally, in spite of all of the negativity of that interaction, she keeps going. In the end, her persistent hope in Jesus Christ is magnificently rewarded. In Luke chapter 11, right after Jesus gives the church the Lord's Prayer, he continues on with these words. He says, Which of you who has a friend will go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has arrived on a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within his house, Do not bother me. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him anything, because he is his friend, yet because of his impudence, he will rise and give him 
whatever he needs. That's just an example Jesus is throwing out in the way of the world. He's saying the guy doesn't want to give them anything, even though they're best friends, but because the guy won't leave him alone, keeps knocking, finally he gets up and gives him the bread and says, there you go. You have what you want. Go away. That's how the world works. So much more so, though, with God. And that's what Jesus is teaching us with that brief passage from Luke. God who we can petition, like the friend at his friend's door in the middle of the night. God who actually is also, in fact, our friend. The man in Jesus' example didn't get up, give up, and he got his loaves. The Canaanite didn't give up, and she got her help for her daughter. And so we too, if we persist in fervent, faithful, heartfelt, honest prayer according to God's good and gracious will, so Christians, keep knocking at the door. Keep asking the Lord for what you need. Keep praying. That's the takeaway today. Keep praying. Don't stop. Don't talk yourself out of it. Don't quit. Don't get demoralized, but persist in prayer. Persist in hope. Do you have chronic pain or the effects of an injury from long ago? Take it to the good physician who heals the sick or sometimes, at the very least, teaches us patience. Do you have perpetual guilt over a past sin, a past chapter of your life that in spite of hearing the gospel in church and from friends and your own Bible readings, that guilt is still there and that wondering, can and does God really forgive me? Persistently take it to the Lord in prayer. But guess what? He's the friend of sinners. Do you have a deep longing, a desire, for not just a daughter like the Canaanite woman, but a daughter, a son, grandchildren, friends, who once confessed and knew the hope of the Lord Jesus Christ, but for whatever reason have walked away from that hope, have walked away from that faith? Persist in prayer for that person. The same Lord Jesus who says, I leave the 99 and I go after the one that is straight. Whatever your needs are, or the needs of those close to you, whatever you have, whatever your petitions, don't stop praying about them. God is love, he hears you, and his good will shall be done. He will answer and bless. In his own time, in his own way, he will answer and bless. Like he did with a Canaanite woman, Jesus Christ will answer and bless. And while you're waiting, be a persistent Christian in both prayer and hope. Amen.